0: comes the latest people trends and news on sustainable living in and around our corner of the country down to earth with Mrs Green spotlight on the southwest and now Mrs Green
1: Welcome, everybody. You are indeed listening to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green's Spotlight on the Southwest. We're going to put a really bright spotlight on the Southwest today. I am Gina Murphy Darling, and I thank you for being a part of our world and for listening to our podcast so that you can continue to raise your environmental IQ, because why wouldn't you? I know I'm always excited. I'm learning things every day. And I while I'm thanking, I'd like to thank the sponsors of our show today and a great partner in this Mrs. Green's World Journey, Tucson Electric Power. And it has been a wonderful, amazing journey and their support of the Mrs. Green's World Mission and Vision is just one of the many examples of how TEP celebrates and supports organizations working to make a difference in our community. Just recently, I was at a meeting and there's a really wonderful event going to happen here at the end of June. It's called Kid Scene or something. It was my friend from iHeartMedia. And who's one of the biggest sponsors? T-E-P. And I said, of course they are. And it's going to be all about educating kids and Disney characters and all good messaging around our community. And thank you for all of that. So without further ado, this is part two of the future of your home. You are adieu. Um, with my friend here, Mike Barouche, who is the Residential Energy Efficiency Program Manager for TEP. Mike, welcome back. It's been a while.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Green. It's great to be here. Excited to be talking about our topic today—the uh, connected uh, home and and some of the new technologies that we're seeing out there.
1: There's so much that happened. You and I were talking a little bit with with Mister Green, in just the time that we've been doing things about TEP. It's like it's on fast forward.
0: It really is. It is. It is an amazing time we live in. It's very exciting. Um, we hear about a lot of the big changes that are occurring with um, more renewable energy coming online than ever before. We're seeing it both at the customer level with our customers putting in solar on their roof and other, other forms of energy. And we're doing it at the utility scale as well. A huge push to bring more renewables online. And... Sometimes we forget to talk about what's actually happening inside the home with some of our other technologies. And this is a great opportunity for us to talk about that.
1: Well, c- connecting it all. And the other thing is, it's just, it's homes and businesses. I was telling you a little bit, I was at an event last night, and they were talking about how they're switching it's a, it's a hotel. It's a big hotel. And they're switching this out and they're doing this out. And I said, so are you aware of the TEP rebates and all that? And they said, we're working in partnership with TEP. So all of the things they're doing. And I want to always underscore to save energy and to save money. So it's the investment that really keeps on p- paying for itself.
0: Absolutely. And it's interesting that you mentioned a lot of our commercial partners because historically some of those commercial uh, partners have had access to energy management systems that help them to control their energy consumption uh, through across their appliances, their lighting, and especially their air conditioning and their heating. And only recently has the technology uh, and the, become more accessible to residential customers with some of the new products that we're seeing out there. And all of this is coming to us as part of this uh, sometimes daunting Internet of Things where we have all of these networked and connected devices that are coming online. I don't know if you've been to Best Buy recently or a Home Depot or a Lowe's, but you, you move towards that electronic section where you find home devices and it is amazing how fast it has grown. Um, Obviously, thermostats are our big ticket item that we want to talk about a little bit today, but you're finding security cameras, you're finding all kinds of new lighting products there as well that go far beyond just the energy saving features, Um, different colored lights. And other interactive systems, so it's really and amazing a lot
1: of that. it is fun and interesting and saves energy. And of course, we're not. This is you and I will go off grid, maybe not too much, but we'll talk a little bit about it. One of my favorite inventions in my lifetime that brings a great deal of joy to my life is Alexa, the Amazon Echo. Just things like that, where I can ask her the weather, and I can ask her the weather for the week and the news, and then play my favorite song. To be able to do that, in my time, I celebrate technology.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, that is a sign of just how fast the market is evolving. It is. A couple of years ago, we didn't even have a mobile app. (laughs)
1: it blows me away. It blows me. So TEP is keeping up with technology, that's for sure. So let's get back on test because you know, you and I could be gone up. we could go for a margarita after this and still not be finished. So, what is a smart connected home? We know smartphone. Right. We know all these apps. So talk about what is a smart connected home. Exactly. Doesn't everybody want a
0: smart home? Everybody does. Uh, but a lot of people are still confused about what that means, and it is an evolving field, but Where we're starting is simply with the networking of different devices, and that's enabled by our fast, super fast broadband that's now available, our Wi-Fi connections, and also Bluetooth connections. And so these devices are basically connected to cloud servers, and they're also able to talk to each other. And all of that data information is then presented to the customer through a variety of different interfaces, which include um, mobile applications, tablets, Uh, You can usually access them also through traditional uh, desktop computing as well, but you don't even have to be home anymore.
1: To change the temperature in your house up or down, what about turning the lights on? Is that something they can do yet?
0: You can do it all. You can open your locks, garage doors, all kinds of things. And it's great. So, for example, in the summertime, we have lots of parties at our house, and a lot of times you know, the party's going to stop, start at six o'clock. You leave the house at, you leave work at five o'clock. You're, you're getting to the house minutes before your guests arrive and thinking, boy, I wish the house was a little cooler. Cause I know once everybody gets in there and it's people get start even opening hotter, doors, right? it's going to get hotter. With these technologies, you can simply open up a mobile application and change your thermostat setting and tell it, go ahead and pre-cool the house, make the house a little bit colder. By the time you get home, it's there. You can turn lights on the same way. You can even unlock your front door. So
1: how do you do that? You have to tell me. Like, what kind of lock do you have to have on your front door?
0: They have new lock kits, and they are, in fact, uh, battery-operated locks that will simply respond to those signals. They're connected to your home Wi-Fi, and that's and then you access them through that Wi-Fi, and you can set an access code, or you can simply tell it open or close.
1: So is there, I I just, I don't even know. I've never put anybody on the spot on the show, but this is what popped into my mind. Of late, of course, there's so much. um, We had a call the other day and I had to call Chile. Chile. And it's blocked from the United States. You can't call Chile. So we had to go through a process. I eventually worked through it, but they said it was because of hackers, excessive Mm. hacking. So it was a security thing for the United States with these kinds of things is is there like if i had a code for- on my phone, for example, about my lock on my door and someone got my phone. Are there ways to make sure that it can't be hacked? Or are there security issues? I can't believe I'm asking you that. It might not well, be fair, Mike.
0: We, we we read in the news, you know, if you look back through the news, you see that you know, the NSA has been hacked at times, the Pentagon has been hacked. It Good is point. possible for just Good about point. anything to be hacked by somebody that is that has the intent of hacking it. But There is a degree of safety in numbers in terms of, you know, what are hackers typically targeting, you know, valuable targets. Not the lock on my house. They're looking to, (laughs) you know, retrieve money from bank accounts or access politically or um, other sensitive business information typically. And the other thing is that the locks still have a manual component, so you can manually override them. And that is so, you know, for example, if a battery does die... Um, You're not locked out of your house
1: for the rest of your life. And the other thing is, I'm glad I asked the question, because I'm not paranoid. I don't walk around fear of getting hacked or my whatever. I don't want to live in that world. So it's like, don't even think about it, because the chances are very slim. And don't live in fear. Just think about all these great new technologies. I would love you to talk about the Nest. People talk about the Nest. What is the Nest, and why don't we have one at Casa de Verde? (laughs) Oh, we need to
0: get one. We need to get. We do. The Nest is a uh, perhaps the most well-known of a new generation of what we call smart thermostats, and the smart thermostats are truly an innovation that uh, has delivered a benefit beyond the traditional programmable thermostat. I don't know. You may have a programmable thermostat if you don't have a Nest yet, Um, but we find that most frequently. People either set them one time and never change them or they simply never program them. Well, the Nest and the other learning thermostats like the Nest actually are, literally have algorithms in there that learn your home's specific patterns and they take a schedule that you fed into there, but then they optimize your home. So you may never adjust that schedule, but the Nest thermostat will continue to study the patterns of your home. And the way it does that is it takes weather data and it takes occupancy data because there is a motion sensor in it. And so it notices, hey, has somebody walked down the hall in the last hour or not? And it starts to intuit, likely nobody's home. And it takes that along with the weather data and it studies how long does it take your house to cool down to the temperature you asked your house to be at each time it warms up. And similarly in the winter, how long does it take to warm your house to the temperature you desire as it cools down? So it starts to learn those patterns and look at weather forecasts and be able to make an educated guess about how long it will need to cool to get the house to the temperature you want. And it will, if it detects that, hey, nobody's gone by the motion sensor in the last 12 hours, it might start to allow the house to be off a little slight bit off temperature, a little bit longer, and it actually can determine whether that's going to save energy. And if it's going to save energy, it will go ahead and do that
1: blows my mind, like even as you describe it, and I was thinking about it, um, Kelly, our show producer, they have a Nest, and Mort, is an engineer from Raytheon, she said he is totally obsessed with how it works, and he's loving it. She goes, it's ridiculous. He is constantly, you know, probably testing it and evaluating it, and he's, he's in love with the Nest.
0: Absolutely. And the companies that make these devices continue to update the software and improve it based on the historical data and the reporting from the, so your Wi-Fi connected thermostat will actually get smarter over time
1: so it's not buy one and then have to upgrade it in three uh, months like your iPhone
0: exactly they're not doing
1: that to us that's that's so wonderful too
0: and the other thing that's exciting is that they're all accessible through phone applications so for example last summer I went to visit my sister back east I forgot to change the settings on my thermostat. And you did it from the And April. I got there, and I was horrified. I thought Mrs. Green would be so upset if <laughs> she was knew. I was sitting on
1: your shoulders saying, I Mike, what did you my do?
0: Stats, so, yeah. I was able to get on my mobile application and say, I'm gone. i put it in vacation mode.
1: It's, it's I mean, think about it. There, it. It defies description. And it gets me very excited. It's not intimidating to me. And you think about in terms of where we are as a planet with climate change, think about that in every home and the impact it has on that and your bill.
0: Absolutely. And your bill. And, and, you know, you use the word intimidation. I think that's a great choice because that's what a lot of our customers have felt, even working in the utility industry. There were times when I was intimidated by my old programmable thermostat, thinking, is this, am I really optimizing it? And you end up with spreadsheets and trying to, and and how many people have the time or interest or in doing it? Or you're like that? us, me, and I don't do it. I just keep it, I don't even do it. My energy bill actually went down once I installed one of these thermostats and I, after I programmed the initial scheduling into it, I have not had to do a thing. It's so amazing. is that what
1: you have to do? Does somebody help you with that? Or did, like if we, when I get one, you're going to have to stay on me. It's ridiculous that we don't have them.
0: Yeah, they're, they're absolutely amazing. And right now, TEP actually has a $50 rebate available for customers that purchase one of these. And if you're not in our Tucson uh, territory, anywhere else in the country... Many utilities have incentives off the smart thermostats now. Right now, ours is for Nest, and uh, we're looking in the future to bring Ecobee and Honeywell and some of the other learning thermostats into our. So, like another as well.
1: iteration of the Nest, or Correct. the comp- another company decided they're going to have their own. It's just like um, Alexa. It's a perfect example. Now, there's a Google person. <laughs> I, I think they have names, and I talk to Alexa like she's a real person. But this is the same thing. It's another. It's a Nest, but a different kind. Right,
0: and these all interact with uh, both Alexa and Google Home.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't know
0: that part. And, and And you'll be happy to know that even the utilities are getting in the game. At TEP, we've got our roadmap where we look at what are the next iterations of our applications and things like that. And we're already internally starting to talk about how do we bring our application, our functionalities to the voice interactive devices so that you can say someday, Alexa, what is my utility bill? Alexa, how much energy did I use yesterday? Alexa, how much, what did it cost me yesterday?
1: Yeah, and it's, yeah, that's, I'll be asking her that soon. The whole Alexa thing has brought such joy to my life because I was never one of those, you know, do a long playlist and all that. I just ask her to play a song. So, What are connected thermostats? When you say that, like, what do you mean by that? And how does that all work?
0: So they are cloud connected. And that means you, when you set up the device, you will give it access to your home Wi Fi. And that is how you you access it remotely. So it will you have your Wi Fi on at home, and you will access that through your mobile application, and then uh, to the thermostat. And so The other thing that does is that opens up the possibility of other types of interactions. And one of those that we're looking at down the road and that some utilities are already starting to implement is called demand response. And that is the ability of a utility to work with these thermostat manufacturers to send a message saying, we're at a peak period right now. So in the summertime, this would be. Uh, The hottest part of the day, 3 to 7 o'clock, when everybody's air conditioner is coming on and saying, would you mind if your thermostat um, shifts your temperature by just a few degrees to help collectively mitigate that summer peak? And that'll
1: help with power
0: outages. Absolutely.
1: Right? I mean, that's the, you know, when it when it is so hot here, it's the fact that TEP delivers reliable, consistent, safe energy in some of these really huge shifts in temperature, especially the heat. I mean, it's, it's if your temperature, if, if your thermostat goes over your air conditioning and it's, it's 110, it's scary.
0: Absolutely. It really is because and- the
1: house heats up pretty darn quick.
0: You're you're absolutely right and this is a huge opportunity for us to do something very small that if everybody does it can really add up to make a big difference.
1: So then would would the customer get like a notification maybe on their phone saying is it okay if we make it a little warmer and and change the temperature or will it be the how does how would it work that middle step? So
0: that type of a program the customer would get a choice and they okay. would they would get a notification and you know, in many customers' cases they may be at work and it may say, Hey, would you mind if we change your this your temperature by two degrees for the next hour? I'm at work, doesn't matter. I'm fine with that. So I go ahead and, and allow it to continue to do that. Another customer may be home getting ready to have their family over for dinner and thinking, I need my house to be right, colder and you this. simply say no thank you and continue to operate the thermostat at the temperature that you want it to be at. So it would be voluntary participation, but it's a program that we're looking to bring online in the future that is enabled by having these devices out there. Without the connected devices, you can't implement that program. So
1: it just blows me away. It's like the whole thing of this blows me away and in such a good way. So what about tell us about what's new in the world of meters. The meter reader Like, if I die and go to hell, seriously, I said hell on the radio, I will be a meter reader. It's so hard and hot, and you have to go to places that are, like, we have a water meter. I know they're changing that with the Tucson water, but what's happening with everything being so cloud-based, and you're talking to your home from your sister's house, what's happening with meters? Are they getting smarter?
0: Great question, and meters are getting smarter. And uh, many of our customers know that already their water meter, their gas meter, and their electric meter have now become smart meters where the data is electronically broadcast and collected by the utility. So over time, we won't have to send as many people out in the field on a daily basis uh, to collect the reads. Instead, they're able to come directly over a network. And what that enables us to do is to start collecting a lot more data that we can then use to optimize the system and also to provide new programming to support our customers.
1: So you put it into a database and there's more of an opportunity for analysis.
0: Right. Is that in- So imagine that under the traditional scheme, we'd go out once a month and read your meter. And so we would have a read one time a month that would say, well, this is how much you used over the last month. Now we're able to collect 15-minute interval data and as we build repositories to store that data and, and process it, we're able to start to pr- provide new information. In fact, later this year, we'll be re- releasing an update to our uh, mobile application that'll allow you to look at and see daily data updates that will say, this is how much energy you used yesterday, and this is how much it costs. And that will help customers see that and, and start to tune their own behaviors
1: And look in and be able to see on an app just where they were at and know. I mean it's like and I wanna know my big question is where is the cloud? (laughs) Think about what's going on for the cloud. So many things like where is the cloud?
0: And in fact, (laughs) we'll have to we'll have to give you a tour sometime because we have our own data center in our headquarters in downtown Tucson. So we actually have a data center where we store much of the data. Uh, Right here in Tucson. So
1: that's like, I could see what a cloud looks like?
0: You could. (laughs) You love it. You might be a little disappointed because it's not too puffy. Okay. Um, But it really is an impressive uh, and highly secure facility.
1: And Um, is it in the TEP building? It is. It is. Which is why you can't go into the um, elevators without picking your floor from outside it's the security there is is awesome it has
0: multiple levels of security i can't even get in there without scheduling an appointment Um, multiple levels of security secure doors um,
1: yeah we don't want people messing with our electricity we really don't
0: we take our customers data privacy very seriously
1: What about how will this, so the smart meter and connecting it and all of this conversation about keeping things in the cloud, how will it make my life simpler? Everybody wants to know, well, what does that mean to me?
0: Absolutely. Well, the data will enable us to give you more um, functions like what we discussed on your application. And it also allows us to offer uh, different types of programming and do things that we weren't able to do before. Um, One of those is a prepay program. So, about sometime early next year, we'll be launching a prepaid energy program. And this is a, what we kind of call a behavioral uh, program. Like Um, a phone card? It is like a phone card. And so, you know, the analogy I like to use, though, is think about, imagine if you went grocery shopping and you spent a month grocery shopping. And then at the end of that month, the grocery store gave you a bill and said, here's your bill it wouldn't give you very much insight into how you'd used your energy, what you had done. (laughs) And so with the, in addition to that, you, many of our customers might find that that was more than they had really wanted to spend that much that month. And so with our behavioral programming and options like prepaid energy, it enables a customer to say, you know what, this is what my energy budget is for this month. And go ahead and pay that energy budget and then watch and monitor. And many uh, utilities that run these types of programs find that it's sort of like having gas in your gas tank. When you know that you have a certain amount of gas in your gas tank and you're watching it, you tend to make sure you don't run out of gas.
1: Yes, you're very conscious of the use.
0: And so you're very conscious of it. Uh, The other thing is it enables... um, it enables us to not have a deposit for customers that prepay. So traditionally, utilities have required deposits that are uh, related to how much energy we imagine that you're going to use based on historical data from that that premise. So we'd look at how much have people previously used living at that location when you move in, and then we would assess a um, deposit. Well, the deposit is because until you establish a payment record, we don't know whether we're going to get paid or not and we're providing energy and service to the facility. So with prepayment, there's no need for a deposit. And what that does is it helps customers like students or customers that are renters, uh, people that are find that they're changing housing frequently, who are required to post many other deposits and typically don't get those deposits back until after they've moved to a new location, which they also would have had to have posted a deposit for. And so those customers find themselves posting a significant amount of money in deposits, especially at transitions. This enables them to not have to post a Deposit for the electrical I service. Mean,
1: really, that is amazing. Right. And it, as soon as you said that, it all fell into place and made sense. You put a deposit on this, and a deposit on this, and a phone deposit, and a, this deposit. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's and,
1: another great innovation.
0: And we have we also have a lot of students here, and so this is something that parents can set up for their kids as well. That's another application.
1: And then I would assume, and one should never assume, that if you're at the, you know, the uh, 20th of the month, and you see you've really used more on your card, can you just go back and put more on your card? You Correct. I mean, like you can with a phone card, oh, I'll just put some more minutes on it, I'll just put some more kilowatt hours. Correct. And that's all uh, being um,
0: managed through a mobile application. So you'll be able to simply pull up your the TP application on your phone, look at that, select your payment, make your payment.
1: It's so funny listening to the, this, this world of rapid change and everything on your phone. And I try to be very patient and very loving and very kind. You know, I love all of God's children, that kind of thing. But when I go to the grocery store, which I have to say is not too often, um, and someone's writing a check, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Who writes checks? I do all my deposits, everything. Everything on the bank is on, is on my phone. So this is a world that I think of change that I really embrace and like I'm very curious about. It never ceases to amaze me that I am very much connected to TEP and I promote programs and I know a lot. There's always news that I learn when someone comes and spends a half hour with us. What is your most effective way of letting consumers know I don't get my electric bill in my house. It's all done through you know, a, a pay trust. So I pay my bills online. I don't see anything in handouts. How do you get word to consumer other than Mrs. Green's World Podcast? I know there's a lot of ways, but this is really good stuff. And I, I mean that sincerely. That. It saves you money. It's helped save my big issue it for climate change and energy efficiency. It's all good. How do you get the word out the best, you know, Mike?
0: That is a great question. And that is something that we actually spent a lot of time talking about and looking at the research on and things are changing very rapidly. You know, we weren't talking about Alexa two years ago. right? It wasn't even on the radar. And now we're scrambling saying, this is, we're seeing that this is how people are wanting to get their information in the future. Um, and, And it really started with the mobile phones, because for a very long time, Customers had internet access via desktops. And there was a little bit of adoption, but most of our customers were still preferring paper. Mobile phones and access to those mobile technologies, like tablets as well, has really leapfrogged that. And so now we have customers that don't have a laptop, don't have a desktop, but they do have a mobile phone. And they are using the internet daily on on their mobile phone. And so the mobile application is becoming more and more important and we're seeing a very fast adoption of the mobile application. We only released just a month ago and uh, a couple of months ago and we are now looking at what we have about five different stages of future roadmaps. How do we get there? How do really we're playing catch up already. How do we bring things like that voice interactive Alexa you know, how With do we reach these, our customers And It's that?
1: happening at light speed. It's like, boom, when I think about it, we when I first started working, the big day was when I got a computer at home. I'm not sure sometimes if it was a good day or a bad day because it used to be you left work and you left work and now work is just right there at the computer. I will get in big trouble if I don't do a shout out for... Um, the website there it's a very easy to navigate website it's tep.com there's great information put out on Facebook Tucson Electric Power is the Facebook page Twitter teP energy and you there's another one that I didn't write down but you can find it easily on your website for energy outages you can actually there's tweets that go out about that and then Instagram um, which is my favorite medium i mrs green loves instagram tucson electric power and it was this is a speaking of moving at light speed that's what this show felt like when when james is giving me the two minute warning i'm like and i say that a lot but you can tell i mean it It, we get so engrossed in the importance of the content so thank you and thank you for a wonderful um just an experience with tep and for the award i got i just it was a very emotional day and i wanted to say that on air thanks for this great partnership march 9th judith simmons and Lori moreno ready for the clutter diet and on march 7th bren smith the least deadly catch you will love it ocean farming in 3d mike thanks make it a great green day everybody and check out tep.com learn about all this neat stuff